You know, when you study history, you see what happens when people are, ta- you know, we're, when they're kept away from opportunities and when they're pushed towards that light. So, you know, I was gifted with education. My parents moved to this country for that very reason. So I feel like I would be doing a massive disservice if I didn't share that wealth and pass it forward. And the the best kept secret is we're all teachers, whether we think we are or not, because children will listen. (laughs) So uh, I'm really excited about tonight's show. It was very cool. Uh, One of my good friends uh, came in. uh, Oh, hi, I'm Angelique. By the way, if you couldn't tell by the deadpan (laughs) voice, and that would be the lovely Giggles from... Yes, Giggles. That's my new name. Giggles McGee over here. Um, Kara Horn. uh, Kara Giggles. Kara Giggles. There you go. That's Uh, my stage name. Oh, what kind of stage? (laughs) (laughs) We will never get this podcast done. No, ever. Uh, Guys, I've been on deadpan. Just just expect... uh, Deadpan duty. Deadpan duty. Uh, Just expect the entire podcast. That was Angelique. Uh, Yeah, no, Rachel Holmes joined us this week. Uh, Incredible, incredible. Keeping on the track of polymaths. Yes. Uh, Incredibly talented woman from New She's York. She's also an assassin. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> she works for Weapon X. She's an assassin. She's friends uh, with the other homes. It's totally fine. <laughs> with the other, uh, it's true. The other Sherlock. The, the homes <laughs> on homes. There you go. Sounds like a great web series. Uh, so really excited because we're also going to do something really cool this time. We're going to be splitting this show and all other shows from henceforth there with shall it be written <laughs> shall it be spoken shall it be said uh into In two, two parts two pieces yeah karen was trying to save me guys i'm so sorry <laughs> but yeah because um I, and it worked out really well this time because rachel is an actress she's on elementary she's also uh was on the second season of the wolverine podcast she's done a ton of things on a stage she's a teacher she really could be an assassin she though. does uh <laughs> diversity work with small businesses and corporations uh yeah no she's uh pretty amazing and, and the a first dog part, mom yes and, and the dog actually what her dog lady was actually one of our guests and this the, the first part didn't have much to say lady. no but too bad you guys couldn't have seen her because she's adorable um but this first part There's was really a about Commodore's her joke in there <laughs> it was really about like what she does and and how Rachel kind of like moves about in the world and then the second part um which you'll get in the second next episode really was actually more about self radical self radical self-care I think that's what we should call it kind of kind of at your prompting though I think that's that's really really a cool conversation it was all just a cry for help But we're not going to explain it anymore. We're just going to call this uh, (laughs) second part uh, Radical Geeks Therapy. (laughs) That would be the second part. The first part is Rachel's an assassin. (laughs) My name is Moneypenny. There you go. Yes. So part one of this two-part episode is going to be uh, My Name is Moneypenny. (laughs) So stay tuned to listen to Angelique and I talking to Rachel Holmes. Yo, camera. <laughs> What's up, Angelique? Oh, well, you know, just uh, chilling at the basement of anyone comics. This time we have we have multiple guests, though. 
Uh, I mean, yes. <laughs> it, you're yes. Um, one may not be human, metaphorically speaking. <laughs> um, She's a guest, but she is a lady. Oh, there you go. Well, they're both ladies. I mean, but one's named lady. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if we said lady to the other one, it would be, hey, nice lady. Probably not a good thing. Oh, my gosh. Well, well, the, the, the grown-up lady that we were <laughs> referring to is actress Rachel Holmes. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. And you brought along lady, your I dog. Did. I brought along my mini schnauzer. And she's a double I think so, she knows it though. Oh, she absolutely knows it. She leads with it. <laughs> For those at home, Lady is like chilling, like right by Rachel's feet, which makes this uh, kind of perfect for like a cozy, rainy. This is a rainy. Uh, this is a fireside uh, chat episode. It's a fireside. <laughs> I like it. I like with it. With a puppy. Just a vision of fire. Um, <laughs> were you, you were supposed to bring the, the Irish coffees. I was. Uh, I was. You failed. <laughs> I know. I did. Sorry. It's fine. Uh, well, I'm really excited that Rachel's here. Um, Rachel, you've had a really cool, interesting, uh, all over the place, literally around the world life. Oh, thanks. Um, wow. Which is why we kind of <laughs> wanted to drag you in here. Sure. Uh, but Don't make it sound like we're going to hurt her. My God. Uh, I mean, <laughs> no, the truth comes out. <laughs> that was not on the agenda. <laughs> to bury the lead. <laughs> I mean, you are on a show. That involves oh crime. That is true. And Actually, murder. And, and your character. <laughs> like, like a lot of. Yeah. yeah. I mean, let's like... just jump right on in. <laughs> so on elementary. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> currently, currently airing on CBS. <laughs> yes. Your character on elementary, um, Antonia. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to. I tend to get cast as assassins and people on the run. And what, for those who know you, like you are the nicest, <laughs> sweetest, vegan, dog loving, no. jazz singing. Honestly, though, that would be a perfect cover for an I assassin. Think that's why. Why are you? <laughs> no one would suspect. Why are you blowing up people's spot? I'm Karen, just saying. It's early. I'm just saying. Are you as saying as that you you're do. an assassin? You can as hide you the do. cartridges in the, in I the dog we were coat. Friends, I mean. <laughs> wow. I'm just saying. They make the magazine smaller now. I don't know. It's too early to be done. Uh, but yeah, your character in elementary is like sinister, but like yeah. sexy, but sinister. I like that. I like the double S. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's a she's a power player. She gets it done. She's organized. She's not viewable unless she wants to be seen. I, I, I feel well, close to that. And <laughs> and you work with uh no I can't well I know the character's name is Odin. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Which so makes he's me this laugh. Tech, he's this tech billionaire. Right. But you and, know every uh, time I hear Odin I think Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Which is yes. because me. Right. <laughs> I mean yes. <laughs> or you know, of course not Norse mythology. Yeah, of course not. Odin. No. No, it's no, like no, it's like no Norse mythology is completely being encapsulated by like comic books now. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, but Odin But it's yeah. really yeah. Right Reichenbach? Reichenbach, yeah. Wow. I did it. I'm, really I'm very cool, proud of yeah. myself. Yeah. Um, but yes, you kind of make sure if there's anybody in the way of him, they die. <laughs> yeah, basically he, uh, you know, he's, he's, there's a little uh, Charles Bronson in him, a little vigilante. Mm. He tries to get, get to people before they commit the crime by, by killing them. <laughs> Which is really interesting for knowing like <laughs> you, uh, a woman of small stature, who also looks like you would beat somebody up. Let's be real. So I appreciate that. Small but mighty. Small Perfect cover. I'm telling you. Um, like that. That's such a cool show, right? It's such show. a modernization 
uh, of the concept of crime and solving crimes and murders. And also you get to work with Lucy Liu. And also it's Sherlock Holmes. I mean, it couldn't be more perfect for this Holmes to be on the set of, you know, with the Sherlock Holmes. It's, it was a dream come true. And I mean, that show is fantastically run. Lucy is a goddess and a genius and working with James Frain was just such a dream. I'm still in shock that I got to do that. And it was, I've no, I, I couldn't have dreamt of working with kinder people. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And so you're a first generation American. I am. You are, your family's actually from Jamaica. Jamaica. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so talk to us like how, how, why acting? Cause you've, you've, and yeah. amongst other things. Oh, yeah. and, and how did you explain to your family? Some girl, I'm still explaining. <laughs> Cause it's, you're not a doctor. I'm not. That's my brother. And my you're not a, a nurse. <laughs> I, I play nurses. There you go. I, actually, I have a sister who's a nurse. So there you go. the medical field all covered. So yeah. you're, you're, your siblings are like, we're going to listen to parents. And you're like, <laughs> and yeah, like, nah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's something, you know, being raised in New York city, it's pretty hard not to respect the arts. It's, it's, it's all around you. You know, when I was growing up, there were boom boxes on the corner. Spike Lee was calling every kid, every black kid in the neighborhood to be in his joints, you know? So there's something in our culture, in our history, griots, storytellers, it's, it's sacrosanct, you know, passing stories along. It's very important that we keep telling our stories. So that's kind of how I view acting. And, and because it is another form of, of storytelling. Yeah. Did you come here? When I say come here, I should say come to New York specifically, um, you came as a child, right? Actually, I'm first gen, so I'm born here. Oh, I'm you were born, born here. Yeah, born okay, and raised in Brooklyn, yeah. Yep. So the, when what age did you turn around and say, so mom, I want to act for a living, not just yeah. to be in the school play and be in the, yeah. and, and, you know, take singing lessons. It's but. interesting. I, I never actually thought that it was something I could do for a living. It was always for leisure. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was about three or four, my parents took me to a church basement to see a production of Trevor Roan's uh, who's, I, I believe Jamaica's, one of Jamaica's most celebrated playwrights, mm-hmm. uh, a play called Smile, Smile Orange or mm-hmm. Smile Orange, if you're mm-hmm. saying it with an American dialect, I guess. And, and it takes place at this resort. And I don't know if you got, you guys remember in Living Color, you know, the idea mm-hmm. that Jamaicans always have more than one job, you know, yes. so the, you know, you, you roll up and they, the taxi driver jumps out of the taxi and then checks you into the hotel, cooks your meals, you know, takes you on the tours. So the lights came up and this drop dead, gorgeous, dark skinned woman is picking up the phone, you know, the switchboard. And she's like, Mocha Beach Hotel, good afternoon. You know, she's speaking very twanged, like British Jamaican, you know. And then she's like, please hold. And then, and then all of a sudden she's like, well, go on, Who told you me for that, you know? And she switched right into the Jamaican mm-hmm. Patois. And I was, you know, about three or four. So I'm at that age where I'm hearing my parents at home speak Patois, but I'm being told, you have to sound American. Don't sound like the way that we're speaking to you. Right. Which is very say, confusing yes, to a kid. Do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. So I was watching this woman just code switch basically on a dime. And every time she switched that code, the audience would just erupt in laughter. And I didn't know what that was, but I was in love with her. I came, I wanted to come back next week and they brought me back to the church basement and the show was gone. You know, the show had closed and they struck the set and I didn't understand, you Mm -hmm. know, what theater was, that there is an ending and that there's a beauty in that and that they had traveled on. So I would say the bug, you know, I got bitten pretty early on and 
you know, to me, acting is, you know, it's from the Latin root, ago agare agi actum. It just means to lead. Mm -hmm. So in everything I do, I try to, I try to lead whether I'm teaching or following as a student. I try to lead in my, you know, when I'm learning something, lady just sighed. She's I know. She, lady was just I agreeing. I, I should, I should tell you, she, she has her opinion. I was so going to say, she's known. like, I've heard did you, this Did you before. have something to say, lady? She's like, Rach is talking again. Is this, is this what happens in the mirror every morning? Basically. Basically. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, and I, it, New York's, you know, you're blessed. It's a great place to absorb the arts, you know, to see whatever. My parents were champions of the arts, took me to shows when they could. My father always had music playing, always, always, always. My mother has a glorious coloratura voice, you know, so, and that's, you know, that's part of our, that's a big part of our culture in the African diaspora, you know, mm -hmm. Jamaica as well, you know, rhythm and dancing, you know, so... So it felt like home. It never felt like something I had to reach outside of myself to really do. And as time wore on, I started to really wanted to study it more formally. And, you know, that was hard. I, you know, there were summers where I went to physics and chemistry camps and then I would split the time and then go to a performing arts camp uh, at the end of the summer, you know, so... Because you need the physics because, you know, the bombs. You have to make a bomb. <laughs> they also do chemistry. Come in handy. It does come in handy in some of the roles you've played. There you go. That's very true. That's absolutely. You have to act when you're a spy. <laughs> well, you know, I, I've always, I've always considered myself a very scientific artist. I've, I've never subscribed to the idea that you know you're either left-brained or right-brained. I'm pretty monastic in my art. I follow a pretty rigid schedule. Um, you know, I take it very seriously. There's trial and error. There are inferences made. There are hypotheses formed. Um, if I'm working on a new play where the playwright's sitting in the house and the lines have to be rewritten every night. I'm, I take very good care that I'm telling the story with accuracy and that it tracks for the audience. And if you're on set, you have to know the science of being on set. There's a full lexicon there. There's no time to waste, you know. And uh, I it think does sound a like, a, to everything. like a scientific method yeah. of acting. And, there, and there's an athleticism to it. You know, I, oh, I, absolutely. I train every day. I have to be prepared to, you know, I might book a, a show where I have to play an athlete in four weeks. I better look like that athlete. So I can't be too far off or I might have to put weight on. So I have to be in a healthy place and know my body well enough to put on weight and to take it off healthily. So, yeah, I take, I've, you know, I take it pretty seriously. It's, 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 it's quite hard work, you know? Yeah, no, it's absolutely. Quite hard work, yeah. Where do you, but then where do you find your center? Cause it feels like you could get lost in yeah. all of these, not just what you're preparing for, but all the roles that you're playing. Yeah. Where do you find, where's you, where's that's true a North? beautiful, that's a, that's a beautiful question. You know, I, I think it's, it's all the above. Every, every actor has their own method. Uh, my method is that it starts within me and then I reach out and I reach to the different stories, the people I've met. It's, it's kind of, my mother paints. It's kind of like painting. Mm. So I have different palettes, but I'm, I'm the one holding the brush. The brush is always mine. Lady's walking away. She's over it. <laughs> I don't blame you. We got like another whole like 30 minutes, man. You gotta, you gotta slip. She's right like, away. I got exploring to do. I don't know. <laughs> Lady's like, I hear y'all yapping. 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 Where are the treats? Uh, <laughs> But you, you mentioned something about your mother having this beautiful voice. You also have a magnificent voice. You're very kind. I appreciate um, that. Which folks got to hear in uh, Marvel's Wolverine, The Lost Trail. Yeah, which that was fun. We indirectly worked <laughs> together. together. Yeah. yeah. Um, for those of you who while never seeing each other. <laughs> for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, though, Wolverine podcast, uh, the second season... Um, the Lost Trail. The Lost Trail takes place, thank you, in New Orleans and Nolens. I know I just butchered all of that. Wow, that's that okay. just that's <laughs> my soul hurts. Hey. 
I think we can still be friends. <laughs> but I'm really, I'm really not sure. And uh, honestly, you were a consultant. Yeah, on, I was a consultant on, on, on the show. And Maureen is uh, basically the Maureen character that broke Wolverine, broke Logan out of. Um, basically the Weapon X program, but specifically the more in the comics in the facility and helped him when he was on the run. And it's so funny because he kept calling your name in the first season (laughs) and we never heard you. We're like, where is Maureen? Maureen? I think think we might have heard your voice on a answering machine or something, but that's it. And then, but finally second season we got, we got to hear your voice, but yes. So you guys ever met, did you meet anybody? Did you meet anybody so, you were? So the weird thing about it, and, and I'll toss this back over to Rachel. The weird yeah. thing about it, we knew each other before. That's right. Yeah. The show, thanks to another guest that's been on the Radical Geeks, April Rain. April Oh, Rain. wow. Which is also that's where. That's surprising. April knows we, everybody. Like, so she, she did this brunch and it was like. You and Alex was there. Yes. And Jay Pierce. I have been there. I have been to one of April's brunches and then got you, then you know exactly you what yes. this brunch was. And yes. so I actually sent you the picture this morning. Yeah, that's right. And it was so funny because April sends us this email a couple weeks ago and is like, Hey man, I want to reintroduce introduce you to Rachel. <laughs> and I was like, What? Reintroduce what? And then I looked at the name and I went, you mean the girl from Wolverine? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, you met. I was like, we met at the brunch. Oh, we were, I showed up late. So I almost didn't get all the introductions anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, but the funny thing is we had these months and months and months and months and months of going through all of the scripts. And then suddenly, and I'm going to toss it to you. What happens is once all the scripts have gone through like three, three, four times, they're like, oh, we're filming. And then they film like they record the entire season in like 14 days. Yeah. Like it, it is, it is incredible. And it's, uh, they get to see each other yeah. in the studio, but you know, I think, you know, you get to see the producers and the director and the, yeah. the, you get, you have to see the Chloe's. The, yep. The other Chloe's. Yep. The other Chloe's. Yeah. Random Chloe. Yeah. It was great. It was intense. It was really fun. But there's a unique way it's shot, though. It's shot with a 360 mic. 360 mic that has a camera as well. And, yeah, it's it's kind of dialing it back to the times of radio play with yeah, Foley. And I love that yeah. stuff. And that's yeah. the kind of stuff that my parents grew up on. Uh, it's really funny how scripted podcasts are so popular now. And it's funny yeah. because I saw it creeping into things like Audible. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Audible. Because Audible, yep. like, Audible went from, like, the guy that sounded like he was from Lore reading, <laughs> reading a book. <laughs> no no offense to Lore. I really like Lore. It's yeah, no a great offense podcast. No Really, we like it. But I do. It's great. It's, the Amazon season two was really awesome on Amazon. <laughs> it really was. But it's but it's gone from that to like you said, full Foley productions. And you're yeah. right. It's like old radio plays, and that's the best. It's, it's so it is cool. amazing. But the, and the unique thing is like because they Marvel just announced today that they're doing the Marvels, which is a completely different uh, scripted podcast. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. <laughs> so many secrets I can't talk about. <laughs> um, but Wolverine in particular is the only one, well, it was the first Marvel scripted podcast, but two, the 360 mic was a unique addition to it, which is yeah. really cool. And it's, it's the, the technology. I, I literally, this is the first I'm hearing of it, but it makes sense because 
I'm wondering whether or not that's why it sounds so good in a surround sound environment. Like, yes, it absolutely is the because reason why. Because it's like, yeah. okay, they're running from behind me. Yep. Like, yep. <laughs> and they're all standing at different parts in the mm-hmm. room. Yeah. They move forward. There's like yep. actual movement yep. direction yep. In, included inside of the sound. So h- how was it for you just being a person who has worked on stage, who's also done TV, kind of doing this project kid in a candy shop i mean you could go in there and uh, truly collaborate you know how do we make that sound and you know brenda our director brendan would come and you know have all these materials you know well, if we crush the water bottle does that sound like bro- you know and we mm-hmm. trial and trial and for example speaking of which for example i, I meant to do Foley. that um, <laughs> right on cue um, were you were you yeah. in were you in ever in the room with richard armitage or yeah a ton oh, okay, yeah a cool. ton yeah because yeah, that would have been like, very that's what i'm saying I mean, like it's doable but there's, that, but there's a couple yeah. scenes and i'm like how did they do that if they were not in the yeah, room together yeah. <laughs> yeah no we definitely we definitely work together and he's obviously just the best um but it was really great to rock that kinesthetic awareness. Yeah. You know, cause walking away from the mic while saying that you're leaving, it really tracks as someone's leaving the room <laughs> I'm and, going home. and you get so <laughs> aware of your body in almost a, 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 a dancer way. I used to dance. Yes. Um, and in a way that I really loved, you become very aware and it is a bit like being on stage just in terms of being aware of who's around you. But of course you're mic'd and you're in a room, so you're not projecting, you're still keeping a lot of the filmic elements of, or voiceover elements of having a, staying on voice, you know, having to face the mic, a lot of technical things that, and it was really great because we were all able to learn as we went along, you know, because it, it is a really unique experience. It's not something that a ton of actors have done. It's, it's kind of, you know, so I definitely felt like we were on the cusp of, you know, just a, a new way of working. That was so much fun. Now, how does that compare? Cause you've actually, you've done games, right? I have. Yeah. So how does that compare to be like being Grand Theft Auto? Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the most infamous games. <laughs> Wait, which one were you in? Five, six? Um, oh my goodness. I'm sorry. I don't remember. I think, I think I'm sorry. We'll look, on, we'll I think you hit it on the head with six. It was six. Really? Okay, I will look, look it up. It up. <laughs> was it really? Was Someone it really please Google that for us. Yes. We're sorry. Google. We can't know everything. <laughs> we simply can't. Yeah, that was still more traditional, you know, kind of music stand. Uh, voiceovery. Oh, you like Grand Theft Auto, yeah. don't you, lady? The, you yes, like the, sit at home. The dog is literally Auto perked is up when we talked about Grand Theft Auto. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was still more traditional. You know, you'd hold for sound effects. You know what's going to happen in post, but with they weren't happening practically, right? But with this, we were really making the sounds. You know, at one point when Maureen gets pushed against the wall, I really was getting pushed against the wall. I was able to do my own kind of stage combat sound and what it would sound like if someone's really choking me while yeah, I'm saying yeah. no. Yeah. You know, I mean you get to do all those things in a kind Listen, of micro machine. Maureen way. went through it. Maureen, <laughs> that girl. Maureen went through it. She just Maureen wanted just... to do math and play music. <laughs> and that's all Maureen wanted, y'all. And she wanted her man and they just I mean, but did she happen. did she really want her man? I don't know. I, I think don't, Maureen yeah. just would have been happy with that guitar. <laughs> she was pretty I'm happy just, with some, the guitar. Some, sometimes she look, I look, you know me. I am a Logan over Scott Summers person. I think Scott Summers. Everybody's a Logan I, over Scott I, Summers I, person. No, no one, no one doubts in their mind how I feel 
about Scott Summers and his inability to keep liquid in his eyes <laughs> and not on his face. <laughs> but I'm just saying that Logan is a lot. It is a lot. And you did go through a lot. I, and the and he has but, spur, he has been spurned at the wedding. Yes. He's been That's he's so been funny. he's a damaged human mm, in so many ways. Um mm. which was more but that wait, Grand Theft Auto isn't the only game you've done though. I think it's the only actually okay. yeah, that's probably the biggest game that I've done. Okay. Yeah. I would say so. Do you do you enjoy that? Do you enjoy the um you know it's it's acting, but without. I, I talk to people who do mocap. Oh and yeah, they're like, yeah. yeah, it's great because I get to go to work every day and do what I do, and I don't have to worry about hours of makeup and hours of prep and hours of costume. I just don't see. I don't see Rachel leaving her house without without her face done. Though. No, I mean oh, her face really? looks fantastic, but I'm just saying. Thank you. I mean, you do I'm look actually more on the low end. I actually just face. really like your hat. Uh, for those who can't see <laughs> this hat, I love how you make it, it sound says, like some people can. <laughs> I mean, there are people here. I should acknowledge that there are people in this room. Uh, you matter. Uh, her hat says "bitch, Be- please." No, no it, it says "beach, beach please." please. Oh, That's what you wanted okay. to say. Absolutely, sorry, guys. It, it's not as cool anymore. Aww, I think. It, are you kidding me? No it's literally, a pun. Wait a second. Wipe out. Wait, everybody. Wipe. No, everybody you missed it. You missed it. She made I, the pun of the day, though. What she said? She brought wipe it back. Out. She said, "Wipe out." Okay, so now you're friends <laughs> so again. No, yeah, fine. fine. Because it's this great. is the queen of puns right here. <laughs> <laughs> She's never had a pun that she didn't like. <laughs> Ew, it's probably true. It's probably true. Life is long. Um. So one of the other cool things is beyond all the other things that you do, you also are a teacher and yeah. an archivist yes. uh, in the community, which uh, yeah. is kind of the thing that when I talk to you, like I see your whole face light up when yes. you start talking about giving back. Yes. And that's one of the cool <laughs> things about the Radical Geeks is that we love talking to artists who are also very conscious, very aware, but there's a reason behind the work they do. Yeah. Um, so... Beyond all of the things you just said, which obviously keep you extremely busy and being a doggy mom, uh, you know, what is kind of your motivation for going back and teaching? Because you also teach across the board. I do. Like not just kids. You're talking about yeah, yep. Yep. incarcerated youth, older mm-hmm. folks oh, wow. across the board. I coach teaching. entrepreneurs and startups. I go into court. Yeah. Um, you know, I think education is the true equalizer. You know, when you study history, you see what happens when people are take, you know, we're, when they're kept away from opportunities and when they're pushed towards that light. So, you know, I was gifted with education. My parents moved to this country for that very reason. So I feel like I would be doing a massive disservice if I didn't share that wealth and pass it forward. And the, the best kept secret is we're all teachers, whether we think we are or not, because children will listen <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah. even adults, I'm yeah. convinced like as long as you, there, as long as you know more than one other person in the room, you can teach, Yeah, you know, and you can help somebody. And we're also lifelong students and, mm-hmm. and it's important that we keep ourselves open. And I say one conversation at a time, you know, if, if that's all it takes, then that's, that's currency. That's a metric, you know? So for me, being a teaching art, artist means holding my pedagogy as sacred as my craft. I I take my teaching schedule very seriously. 
Um, I, it's, it's hard, but I absolutely, I'm not someone who cancels classes very easily. Rachel, I've, absolutely, you take everything. I've absolutely turned down jobs like art jobs. Oh, because wow. No, I can't miss my students major performance that we've been working towards. What will that show wow. them? I don't know. Maybe right now they don't have someone at home who's going to show up for them that day. So that's me. You take you know? everything very seriously. I do. At, I the, top of this, at the top of the show, we established you're an assassin. So okay, true. Fair, fair, fair play. Ergo, Fair play. Yeah, no, I'm not not showing up for you. I was, I got scared. Like, what do you mean not show up for class? She will kill me. No, she can do it. She has a puppy that carries weapons. <laughs> if anyone uh, who is listening to this, like, what? if anybody who's listening to this is wondering why I'm so quiet, uh, karma has succeeded. I am. Uh, I have to break her every podcast. That I'm was broke. It. I'm, I'm done. serious. It's cool. No, I wouldn't you because you it's guys fine. didn't see the look on Rachel's face. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I'm just gonna take a break over here in the corner. For <laughs> but no, it, it that is wonderful, especially like you said, you're thinking outside of just what you're teaching and what you're giving. You're yeah. thinking of the people that are receiving it. Absolutely, and it's it's it's. It's so weird because everything moves so fast right now. It's so hard. To, it feels like it's so hard to keep those promises. Mm-hmm. It is, um, but yeah. you said you've even turned down like art jobs to do that. Absolutely. And, and you didn't Absolutely. seem to question that at all. There was never any time that you. When I was to- younger, I used to, you know, mm-hmm. we all start out. I used to have, you know, I used to be told, hey, you that's it. You'll never, you know, time and time again in whatever discipline you're in, people will try to sell you what your version of success should look like to you. Right. So when I was younger, yeah, it used to be, it used to throw me through a loop. Oh, wow. I turned that down. I guess that's the end of everything, you know? And then you find your art in your teaching. You have this, mm-hmm. you know, and, or yeah. I'll be, you know, I'll be on set somewhere and have a beautiful teaching moment that I can't wait to get back to my kids and tell them about. I mean, you know, the currency of walking into a middle school saying that I'm part of MCU, you yeah, know, like yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's some, like, that's and some also thread, you know? with like, like Wolverine, which is like a really popular you know, character. It's, and- yeah. So all of a sudden the worlds combine and they should. And, and with, with, cultural advocacy, I really push language. I push writing. I push being able to express yourself cohesively. Um, I work with kids from all, you know, immigrants coming in. English is maybe their third or fourth language. I work with, you know, developmentally, physically challenged people. And, and I'm, I'm dreaming of a time where the language just melts away and there's no more labeling all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I just teach people. You know, because the labels mean nothing. <laughs> what to do you me. teach? Humans. I teach human. Be- I teach, and I, you know, I teach lady too. So the species thing goes away too. But you know, it's, what do you teach? I don't know. Yeah. But does lady <laughs> teach you? Ah, she teaches me patience and and perseverance. Yeah, she's she's pretty. And cool. also the simplicity of things. Like, yeah, that's what pets do, man. Yeah. So yeah. there's another part of your life that I want you to talk about. Sure. Uh, you used to moonlight as a jazz singer. In I did. Paris? Yeah, when I was nineteen, I moved to Paris, and I um, I was studying at the Sorbonne. Wait, the, I'm sorry, Paris. You were singing Paris. in Paris. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no, I snuck that in very slickly because <laughs> I knew how calmly she was gonna say she it. She was like, like yeah. it wasn't really like a big deal. She's like, oh yeah, no, no, no. Before I was old enough to drink in the states, I went and sang in. Paris yeah. bars. Yeah. Uh, as one does. As, as you do. So how, how, I got, how does this come about as a 19 year old? That's what I'm saying. I have from questions. New York. I have all the questions. That you were singing <laughs> in Paris as a jazz singer. 
please do tell. You know, you just got to go for you just got to go for what you want to do. It's that it's that time when you're too young to to really think logically about things. Too young to think logically about things. You just kind of go for it. You so know? 19 year old Rachel was like, mm-hmm. man, I want to yeah. be Billie Holiday. The euro was coming in and I wanted to be Europe side to receive the new currency. I wanted to know what it felt like when a when a an economy gets a new currency. So you actually get a starter pack of money in the, in your mail. It's very cool. Are you serious? You get a package and it's like, this is your new money. You will be getting new money. It's like stamps. <laughs> and you have a, 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 a large, you know, there's, a, you know, weeks, maybe months of time where you have to phase out the old currency. So it was yeah, to the like point stamps. where, yeah. So you're, you're standing in a queue and or online or in line um, to buy a croissant and, you know, no one knows the currency anymore. So it takes you five minutes just to figure out, just wow. watching everyone relearn and that's why I love languages too, because you have to humble yourself. Suddenly, you know, we all have that. If we travel and we don't know the currency, all of a sudden buying gum is tedious. Wait, wait, wait. did you know the language? Did you, did you know, did you speak? Like- I spoke French by then. Yeah. Okay. I studied it. Yeah. Cause I mean, and, not knowing the language and not knowing the right, currency. Yeah, that'd be a see, double whammy for sure. Would yeah. be me on a Tuesday. But, <laughs> but yeah, just the, the, it's, it's very humbling and, and I wanted to know what it felt like and so I wanted to see over. what changed. Yeah. I went over, I was studying political science, um, international relations, and I was obsessed with genocide, really uplifting things. I was obsessed with what happens when psychopaths take power and turn populations against each other. <laughs> um, do, so do you need some more? Yeah, no, I think I'm okay. <clears throat> oh, something just got caught. One more time. I was, I was did, like, did you get yeah. out? She, okay. was ch- <clears throat> she was choking on freedom. That's, that's what that sound was. Oh, <laughs> the sweet, 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 sweet sound of freedom being choked oh, yeah. by yep. a Garfield colored uh, hairball. I know. So wait, this is a part that I, I love though. I love how it's like, yeah, I went to Paris to sing. We haven't gotten to singing yet. No. Because we've, yeah. we've exchanged currency. We've yeah. studied psychopaths. I mean, genocide, sociology. genocide is a huge, yeah. fascinating huge genocide. Yeah. Like this is a comic yeah. book. I want to read this yeah, story. Can we write crazy. this down? Is there a memoir coming? Like, here's <laughs> the thing. thing. Like, what you haven't realized is you're joking, but she's really money penny. Why has said that to me once? I'm very long. That's you very funny. Actually do that's say, really funny. Especially that's if you're reading cut. it now. That's, that's actually really cut. creepy. Just, that's it's, all I'm saying. Like, yes. we're joking, but she's yeah. really just money, money penny. Money penny. Yeah. Yes. It's a great and friend assassin enough. also. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so this is the money penny episode. Uh, so, yeah. so you made it over there studying, and then you decided yeah. that you needed a job. So you sang? Yeah, you can just you know back. I mean, back then it was it was easier. You can just walk in. I actually pretended that I my French was really solid back then. So I actually pretended that you know they were looking for someone who could sing in English. So I was like, uh, I I think I can uh, I can know some songs in English. I uh, can try to uh, sing in English and. Uh, <laughs> And so they thought that was cool, you know. Meanwhile, and, you're from Brooklyn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Actually, I really want to give her props because um, the French saying English, um, how do you say it? How do you say it? How do you say it? I don't Ah. Oh no, my favorite is when I, they started going, wait. And I'm like, what? They're like, we. Oh, wait. Oh, that's yeah. Because yeah. like when this Parisians have a very like it's and I always joke with people. It's like it is very like your yeah. your Parisian English 
is very good yeah. because I, I lived with a DJ who was from Paris for like six months when I was living in DC. And he's like, um, how, how do you say, um, I used to, I'm not going to tell you what he used to say, yeah. but I was like, no, 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 no. That's not what I said. That's not what I said. That's not what I said. Until I realized he was just saying that every time he wanted to. That's funny. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We'd have to edit it out. Yeah, we'll I see that. Later. Also, you said roommate. Now I have questions. Again, I have all the questions. <laughs> all the I questions. used to live with two DJs. <laughs> yes, as I do. know. As one does. As one so, does. okay, DJ and singing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and the, and the, okay, so wait, when did the genocide get into the singing? I'm confused. Oh, <laughs> there's always music in war. Um, oh, there is. Very Josephine Baker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so you tricked your, you tricked your way into. <laughs> she tricked herself. She tricked everybody else. Uh, because she's a spy. So how long before they realized? <laughs> oh, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a major long running thing. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I don't know how to explain, you know, especially with jazz. Jazz is a world where you go into a bar and you go in and they say, hey, you're, you're going to blow, you're going to sing. Yeah, cool. All right. You're up. You yep. know, so you can just go in, blow in, blow out. Oh, it sounds like comedy. You know, okay. yeah, it's, it's very similar in terms of, you know, that kind of family and, um, and yeah, those are just, those are some of the best years of my life. I mean, it sounds like you really is, like challenging yourself though. I do. It's that, it's that, it's that immigrant thing. It's that first generation, you know, it's, it's real. It's real. I'm going to just sit my fifth generation ass over here in the corner. <laughs> it's fine. So, yeah. yeah. She's, it, she's, that's a wig for me. My mother's from Bermuda, so that's a oh, wig okay. to me. Oh, it's But my father's from here, and it's not, it's, it's not completely, thing, it's completely different, man. It is completely different. Please, please. My ex husband's Jamaican, just man now. It's different. <laughs> but it's, it's also, there are some things that are the same, though, because the, <laughs> the conversations at home aren't just, don't do this because we don't do this. It's don't do this because those Americans do that. Hmm. Like, don't act like them. Yeah. So you need to sound like them, but I want to, I don't want you to act like them. It's a very tricky it's balance a, beam. You okay. get credit for the other side. When you do well, you're that side. When you don't do well, you're this side. Right. So you, and it takes, you know, it's, we're all walking identity crises in some ways, but it's definitely, that's something I still, I still struggle with. You know, so do you, well, you actually, actually you did sing and obviously in Wolverine, are we going to ha- hear you singing again? Is there an album coming? Oh, yeah. What's your, where's your band camp girl? What's band camp? <laughs> I imagine you said, um, where is, is this 1998? <laughs> Why not? Jean Grey got me going. We, I was girl. <laughs> I know, you know camp. what? Karma. <laughs> 2010 called. Ooh. I would like you to go Snapchat. check your Hotmail inbox. I did Ooh. not say MySpace. The hotmail. I did not say MySpace. That Hotmail, man, that'll get you. Some of us might have had a MySpace with our tracks on it. I'm not judging anyone who is talking right now on this podcast. Ma'am. I might have had my MySpace until 2014. I don't know why you're judging people. Also, I'm just sacrificing myself for a laugh right now, and it's fine. Oh, man, MySpace. I met, I met a lot of great people on MySpace, yeah. actually. Before it like blew up into the crazy world, yeah, got College crazy. Club, MySpace, Black Pen, and Mi Gente were actually Duh, decent places right. to meet people. See, so funny. I, I didn't do any of that because I was a geek, so I was on message boards and stuff like uh, that. Oh, yeah. I was not. Cool. No, 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 no. No, I was message cool. boards in Louisiana was not. I had to go to these places so I could at least get out of the state. <laughs> you were hilarious. Wow. <laughs> so what's wow. what's the one thing that you are really, really passionate about that you want that you haven't done yet? Ooh. 
that I have not done yet. Hmm. I want, I want to reach as many young people as possible. Education. I want to be able to actively reach as many young people as possible and give them opportunities and let them be connected to their world. I think of a lot of people throughout the world in rural areas, you know, we take for granted, you know, having, you know, we complain when we don't have cell phone service, you know, I, I, you know, my, my parents were born Bakawal, which is Jamaican for way out there, mm -hmm. you know, not, you know, and I thought, oh, you're I've heard you that know, phrase every Bacawal, time. Yeah. Bacawal, so this, is, <laughs> this is for the, the kids who are born out in nature and have, you know, since the world has told them, well, I guess that's your lot. You know, you're born where you're born. You're born in the skin you're in and the country you're in. And that's just, that's just, you know, how it goes. And, and I think, no, the way we're going, that's not how it goes. We're going to reach all these people. You know, we're going to get that information out there. Anyone who wants to learn should be able to learn. That is a basic human right. So I feel pretty... <laughs> getting upset thinking about it. Like I feel very passionate about that. Like I take it very personally when I, when opportunities are taken away from young people. Yeah. It, it really hurts me when I think of what my parents did so that I can have stories like, Oh, I moved to Paris when I was, you know what I mean? Oh, but um, what, what you did. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I did. That's the did. point. So you can tell you know, I, I got my visa in one day. <laughs> in some places but, you, know, you have to wait years to yeah but you know, I, I also think you also had the wherewithal to know even at, at that age that you needed a visa to do that like just think, right you know most right. people yeah don't right. need they don't know yeah. well, so, i mean when you when you think about this concept particularly you know coming from a place like me coming from louisiana even folks who live in certain parts of brooklyn don't have driver's licenses, don't have state IDs, don't have mm. passports. And they're, they weren't born in circumstances where these things aren't accessible. Yeah. That was the, the crazy thing to me that, uh, speaking of Jean Grey before, which she was, had, had an issue where she was traveling within the country with her passport. I right. was having problems because there were people who had never seen a passport. So right. like, what is this? Right. So this is my ID. It's not a driver's license. No, it's passport. What is that? Yeah. What? Yeah. How yeah. do you, what, I've, but if you've never seen one, you've never had a reason to get on a plane, to get out of the country, why yeah. would you know what one is? Or if you've been denied one because there's been some kind of legislation that because of X or Y or Z, you have been prohibited and they've taken it that right away from you. Yeah. Yeah. And there's an entire, oh, hi, there's an entire generation. I'm Lady sorry. Lady was looking. just agreeing. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the, now, how do you, in terms of, and you've talked about teaching and you've talked about reaching out to young people, how, is there like a whole curriculum that you have for teaching? <laughs> Ladies like not moving, like, no, yeah, I like it here. She's very I really like it here. Mom, mom, <laughs> mom. <laughs> Stop. You know, I think every educator has their way, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I've learned that I pretty much teach the same way if I'm in Silicon Valley in a high rise or if I'm on, you know, East Gun Hill Road in the Bronx. It's it's just it's just your manner. I, I like to meet people where they are. Mm -hmm. um, my approach to teaching is the same as acting. I, I can't judge a character if I expect to play her because mm -hmm. um, that's building a wall. So I believe in honoring people's prior knowledge. I don't think I've ever met anyone who I think, oh, I'm smarter than that person. 
no matter where I am, I've, I've always learned from every person I've interacted with, you know, um, it might be a hard lesson, you know, but it's a lesson. And I think that's, that's a currency that people should be more attuned to, you know, sometimes a bad experience with someone actually can be a gift later on because mm-hmm. maybe you can apply that lesson somewhere else, you know? Yeah. And I think too often we, we judge and, you know, we take things out of context. It can be pretty hard. And, and the truth is everyone, you know, everyone has, has days when they don't feel like they know anything about anything. You know, that's what especially makes it, it's, especially, yeah, it's, it's oh really God, hard every day, every and, and day. fear. Yeah. Fear is a really strong thing. You know, I'm, I'm afraid all the time. I think everyone is to a certain extent and it's just about, you know, putting on the mask and playing the game and status. But, and that's where it comes back to storytelling because for me, you know, whenever I have, and that's why with traveling, when I speak to people, you know, like, bring up conversations with people, people you'll know you'll never actually meet again. Um, it can be really interesting because you kind of reach out of your demographic in a sense. And that's, mm-hmm. that's where you learn. That's where the real learning is. It's really easy to sit with the same people that you know all the time and think exactly the way you do, you know, but when you meet someone outside of your group and you realize, Oh, we have those three things in common. I never would have thought that you'll never forget that you had something in common. It humanizes them in a certain way. Yeah, and you kind of can't go back. Yeah. That's the cool thing. Once you actually see that empathy, you can't go in reverse. Mm-hmm. That's why it's such a commodity that sometimes people fight to make sure you can't have it. Yeah. Because the minute you care, uh, that that's it. You care. That's the human condition. That's the beauty of the human heart. Well, that's when you start seeing change. Right. In, 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 right. in many movements, the moment that empathy gets involved it changes the concept when you get the full picture, but when you separate folks and you build up walls around people and you make people feel like everyone is pitted against them and you dehumanize them. Mm. I mean, that's what's happening right now. Yeah. I mean, and honestly that unfortunately is, is the toughest form of warfare because when you were so busy dealing with the anxiety and the fear and trying to figure out how you're going to, you know, pay your bills and get the next thing. Yeah. You miss entire opportunities because yeah. you, you cannot see them. Yeah. Things that can actually help you because you just can't see them. As my mother would say, you can't see the forest for the trees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, it is absolutely a, um, it's fabulous, this work that you're doing. But I'm also curious as to what you're doing next. Hopefully getting a lot of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to stop here. And as we mentioned before, we're doing this in two parts. So please subscribe, comment, tell your friends. Your uncles, sisters, brothers, nieces, nephews. Um, Miss Johnson lives down the street. She needs a new podcast. Exactly. You might have to buy her a computer, but get her. I mean, you know, she just needs a smartphone. (laughs) That's true. And uh, please, please stay tuned for our the part two of our interview with Rachel Holmes.